It's Divas That Care Radio. Stories, strategies, and ideas to inspire positive change. Welcome to Divas That Care, a network of women committed to making our world a better place for everyone. This is a global movement for women, by women, engaged in a collaborative effort to create a better world for future generations. To find out more about the movement, visit divasthatcare.com after the show. Right now, though, stay tuned for another jolt of inspiration. Hello to all. Welcome to Divas That Care Network. I am Joyce Benning, and I will be your host for this invigorating, robust lifestyle show. First of all, I'd like to thank each one of our listeners that have tuned in live and will be listening to the podcast today. I am very grateful for each one of you. And I am just super excited today to have with me a new diva, Delea Diane. And her and I are going to chat about True North Equestrians and Soul Purpose Readings. Oh, my listeners, you are in for a treat today. So, Diane. Delea, could you please introduce yourself to our listeners today? Hi, Joyce. Thanks for having me on the show. Um, my name is Delea Diana, and my business is True North Equestrians. And basically, a True North Equestrian is someone who experiences their horse as a part of their spiritual journey. And I have came up with some different programs to help people um, access various types of information on their spiritual journey with their horse. And so I work with people in groups, workshops, privately, and I try to know and um, align myself with as many True North Equestrians as possible. Oh, oh wow. Oh, those first first lines just caught me. I, I love it. The spiritual journey with, with your horse, and what a beautiful journey that is. For some, some of our listeners that are going... What exactly is a spiritual journey with your horse? Can you explain a little bit more into the spiritual journey of why that makes them a true north equestrian? Well, I've I've been obsessed with spirituality most of my, my life in some form or another. I was raised in a very evangelistic environment that was actually pretty harsh, and I, I understand not all of them are, but this one was. And I still was just kind of... Um, even after I left that real rigid upbringing, I was just obsessed with spirituality and the meaning of things and why I always felt the way that I did with animals, why I always felt more connected with animals uh, than I do people a lot of times. And looking back, it's because I've always been intuitive with them and I've always heard them, what I refer to as call me, call me back home, call me back into my own internal um, true north. And, I I look at horses as part of, as animals as part of my spiritual journey, but my focus right now is on horses. And you know the thing about when you're with horses, um, as horse people, you can't fool them. Um, we can try to fake it till you make it, and that may go so far, especially if you're having a horse that maybe is also just um, not settled within their own spiritual journey. Because I believe we're all the same. You know, we have different levels of where we are within our journey, uh, what we know, what we've accomplished. There's so much more to know if we're new at it, if we're old souls or whatever. And I just became familiar with the pattern that when I was with my horses, I would ground out. I would become more calmer. I would remember more who I am on more of a soul level. 
And then I go out into the world and I get distra- I would get distracted and get knocked off balance. But as soon as I was back with my animals, I would feel so much better. And I finally realized that they are a part of my spiritual journey. For me, my spiritual journey is very much in alliance with knowing my horses, knowing my dogs too, but knowing my horses mm-hmm. and they make me honest. You know, I, we can't, I always say that we can't lie to them. We can only confuse them. Um, when mm-hmm. we lie, we just bring chaos to the relationship, whether we're lying about uh, I'm not afraid of this or I want to do this. When you really don't want to do that, everything is screaming against it, but maybe you've been taught to do something else. And I found that they help me to be more honest with myself, which causes me to be more authentic with myself and knowing myself more. And I look to them a lot for information in my spiritual journey. Yes. Oh, I agree so much. And they they do bring out the honesty in you because they are honest. Like you said, it, you cannot fake them out. They... They, I always feel my horses know what I am thinking and what kind of day I'm having before I even get to them. Because it is, they are, they are just a magnificent, incredible animal that just totally, they're, they're my family. And when I go out to them, like you said, you become grounded and you just have so much more of a connection to yourself than what you do otherwise and they just they ground you back to to who you are supposed to be and they're honest with you they they don't lie to you so oh i can they call you home and that is so very true do you feel like you said growing up and you always you've loved being around the animals and just felt that that was where you were the most comfortable which i can totally relate to because that's where i always felt I was I was supposed to be because that that's where I could be my true self, and they loved me for who I was, and I love that with the animals. Do you feel that your intuition on being able to read and feel that with them has always been there, or was there a moment in your life that was maybe an aha moment that made you really realize that yes this is my calling and this is where I need to be? Well, I my grandparents had a small farm when I was a kid, but in my household we weren't allowed to have animals. My my mother didn't like animals. So mm-hmm. I, when I was in my grandparents' house, I would always sneak out and go to the cows or there was usually a random horse there. Um, and I was always out with the animals and I always knew that I had connection and communication with them but when I got older, um, we didn't live anywhere near the animals again, and I really wasn't around horses hardly ever. I was the bane of my parents' life because if I would just see a horse while we were driving, it's like, can we stop, mm-hmm. can we stop? And, of course, usually the answer was no. So it was actually put on hold until I got to around 30 when I got my first horse. And then I just – it I can't say that I identified that I could – hear what they had to say, um, but I did have a language. We, we kind of came up with our own language, meaning, and it's it's an intuitive language. It's more like intuitive awareness, and it's not, you know, actual words. Although when I do soul purpose readings, I do act as the scribe for what the horse says. But a few years ago, I just, I, there was a horse at the arena, 
And it kept looking at me, and I just couldn't ignore it. So when its owner walked it past me, I said, hey, he wants to talk to me. And she goes, oh, he just knows that you have that other horse. And I thought, no, he's trying to talk to me. And I decided that I would try to do something about it. Um, but it's really kind of hard to say, hey, your horse has something he wants to say. Most people think you're crazy or they don't want to know. They think they know. And, you know, we do know mm-hmm. a lot about this, a lot of us. But sometimes we're so close, and even me, sometimes we're so close, we make too many assumptions. And getting to the place where you can hear quietly the message of what they're saying, you know, it takes some work sometimes to do that, even with your own animals. So a lot of it's intuitive, but a lot of it takes conscious intention. So uh, once I did a few readings, I could see that this absolutely has to happen. It, it has to happen. People, I have never had a reading where people say, well, that's not even remotely true. Never. So uh, the horses are pretty right on. All I do is, like I said, I'm the scribe. I just ask what they would like said, and then they start talking, and I write it all along. Oh, wow. Oh, and that's what you do in your sole purpose reading? Is that what the sole purpose yes. reading is when you do that? You yes. communicate. Yes. You you are the speaker for the horse to whom they are living with with at their family at that time. Oh yes. wow. How beautiful. Oh that is just incredible because you are like I said, you're their voice and letting their owners or their mother or their father as I call them or let their family know what they are trying to say to them. And when you said that you felt that horse wanted to say something to you, and, yeah, a lot of people look at you like, what? My horse isn't talking to you. How can you read what my horse wants to say? So right. You don't even I can know have... my horse. <laughs> uh-huh. Right. Uh-huh. I can I can hear you exactly what you're saying because, yeah, some people think, ah, this this is just my horse and it's not trying to say something. And they all have something to say. Do you read them a lot through their eyes or is it just you feel that they talk to you heart to heart? Or how how do you feel you communicate the best with them? What are some of your ways? Well, I usually have people send me a picture of a close-up of the eye. I also like a full body shot if they have it. But I need a place, a portal, per se, to ask for permission um, if they want to say something. And mm-hmm. so I usually use the picture of the eye, and from there it just all becomes this um, channeled information. I just It's funny because I'm not a, a normal animal communicator where you can – I, I kind of wish I could do this. So, you know, does that saddle fit? Um, does that hay hurt their belly, whatever? But I don't find that's what horses talk to me. And I just have to accept that they need me to do what it is that I do, and there are other people who can do those other things. Because what I do is, is actually pretty different. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying no one else out there does it, but I don't know of anyone that does it. I'm sure they are. Maybe they, they call it something else. But when horses right. always talk to me about their purpose, they why they're here, why they're here with their human. Occasionally the reading will be a little bit different, but it's usually about how they're wanting to connect and what their work together with their human is, meaning their soul work as well as some of their actual work, which is usually based on more spiritual influences. Um, Oh, how beautiful, because you're going more into the spirituality of the horse and whom they're with. And that yes. that is something that is not touched on 
that or you don't hear so much about it. Like you said, you're not saying there aren't others out there, but that's what caught me when I saw your beautiful website. I mean, I just love your website. And it was just, oh, my, it's your spiritual journey with your horse. And it is such a beautiful journey that you can take with your horse. And what is so interesting to me when you were telling that you really didn't start this because you weren't, you didn't grow up around animals all the time. Where I've been very blessed and had animals and horses in my life, my whole life. They've been a part of my life. There's been very, very few times in my life I wasn't blessed to have one where I could just walk out and be with one. So I'm like, oh my, I, I really, really commend you and say, wow, that is incredible that you didn't have them with you all the time to be able to be doing this with him, that it started. Yeah, it was actually, it was horrible for me as a kid that I, my grandparents had a small farm and we were there once or twice a uh-huh. week usually. And yeah. so um, until I moved in, until I was around 12, we moved into town before I lived really rural. And then I, I wasn't around animals very much, but I would always, you know, I mean, if there's a dog, I'm going to be late somewhere. <laughs> right. So, right. <laughs> um, I, I, and then as soon as I moved away from home, I got a dog and a cat. But I didn't have mm-hmm. a horse until I was around 26 or so. I got a horse then. Oh, wow. Oh, goodness. Oh, that that is just incredible. And what you are doing now, and it started then a little bit later rather than in the very beginning of your life with them. You knew you had a connection with them and you loved them, but you didn't have the opportunity to be with them and live with them all the time. Where well, I was in fact, blessed. it was heavily discouraged, yes. Oh my goodness. Oh wow. Oh, that is that is so interesting. I love love to hear that of how it all it all just grew. You knew it was there and then once you had the opportunity, how you let it blossom from there and didn't keep it buried down. You're what you're doing is sharing it with the universe, letting people know what you can do and how you can make a beautiful spiritual journey between them and their horse and that is i love that that is very incredible that is really neat well when you do these sole purpose readings now i understand you can do them remote do you normally do them remote or do you do hands-on sometime too i can but i really don't like the human there because they get in the way Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. so i like i have some local ones that i've done here um but a lot of my clients are in Canada or Australia. So oh, the nice yeah. thing about the Internet these days and being able to do it remotely is I can do it anywhere in the world. Oh, and that's incredible. Wow. That is really, really, really awesome. And the feeling you must get when they talk to you like that and how you can help You're helping both. I mean, you're helping the horse and the human. That must be a really good feeling for you on the inside when you know you can relay this message and make that relationship even deeper than what it is. What a feeling that must be. I can only imagine. It's really nice. And there are moments when I have panic because it makes no sense to me. But the truth Mm -hmm. is it's not about me. And even if it says something really specific, it's like, okay, I'm going out on a limb here. They're talking about something really specific. Um, I go ahead and do it. And it's always right. And it's not because I'm this 
master interpreter. It's because I, I, I really am able to just hear what the horse says. I don't write those amazing things. They're not my thoughts. And you've read some of my excerpts. It's truly mm-hmm. amazing what horses have to say and how they look at things. Oh, oh yes. Those that you sent me. Oh my goodness. It was just it just they all touched my heart and I I just loved like the one about the kindness and the heart work and they are they that is what I said earlier. Horses are so honest. They don't they don't lie to you. They're not gonna tell you something you want to hear. They're speaking from their heart. And if us humans could only do that more is work from our heart rather than our minds or our egos sometimes I always think, man, what a beautiful world this could be if we could just get into that rather than the way we are programmed sometimes is how I call it to be rather than working from our heart. Have you have you experienced that more? If people would work more from their heart, it would be a much oh, more course. beautiful world. <laughs> of course, we wouldn't have fear and greed. Right. And, you know, those are the two driving factors. So, um, of course. Yes, when we take out fear and greed, we take out competition against each other and we take out um, dominance. You know, nothing's dominant. Clearly, our world is showing that right now. So, um, yeah, when you take out fear and greed and you do things that are more heart-based and more in alignment with um, the benefit of everyone, then it takes away the challenge and it causes people to be more receptive and less reactive. Yeah, definitely. Oh, yeah, that was very well stated because that's exactly what it is. Take out the fear and the greed, which the horses have no greed. I mean, they're, I mean, they like to play with one another and one may like to eat more feed and run the other one away from the bunk, but that's, that's just them. They, they love, well, that's their I always, uh-huh. my three, I always say they just like to tease one another and they do because they play, but they don't want to be separated either. I mean, they, they love to tease one another. They remind me of little kids. We're going to tease each other, but don't take the other one away from me because I want to have them right there so I can play with them. Right. Yeah, my bay mare is the dot is she's not really a lead mare. When I put her in a bigger group, she's not lead. She wants to usually be the girlfriend of the lead gilding, but she doesn't mm-hmm. want to fight for it. She'll never fight for it. She just tries to kind of seduce him into it. <laughs> but when it's just the two of my horses together, um, Chant is definitely um, the lead over Mystic. But my gray mare, Mystic, is always lower in the herd, and it's where it's she picks someone in the herd to serve, and that is her purpose. That's her place. She will defend that horse, but she'll never go any higher. So when Chant pushes her around so that she can have the best alfalfa first, then Mystic is just happy to oblige because she wouldn't have it any other way. She feels safer knowing her position right there. So um, even though, yeah, Chant will kind of push her around, Mystic would have it no other way. Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, that is so neat. Because my mare is, I have two gildings and a mare, and my mare is definitely the dominant one over both of them. And one of them is quite a bit bigger than her. He's a big bay, and he likes to sh- try to show his authority. But she's like, nope, I'm going to put you in a place. You know I'm above you. I may be way smaller than you, but it doesn't make a bit of difference. And it's just so cute to watch him play. And then pretty soon they're nuzzling one another. And, yeah, she 
he knows his place. He just kind of likes to he likes to tease her, is what I call it. And they just they have so much fun playing together. All three of them do. And another thing I thought was really neat on the Soul Purpose readings, which it it kind of breaks my heart too, because one was saying that had some injuries. And do you see a lot of times the horses that have the injuries, they're really struggling because they may have they're concerned what their owners are going to do with them at that time if they can no longer perform like they have in the past. Do you feel well, that come from the horses quite frequently? Um, I don't get that a lot, but um, mm-hmm. yes, that mare, she definitely had had an injury. It just wasn't allowed to heal. And yeah, it was yeah. very interesting because I shall read that quote. I have permission. If I read, if I share quotes, I have permission to do that from the people. Uh-huh. So I'm going to read uh-huh. that quote for her so it has more content. She oh, says, I was strong oh. and confident, but now because of my injuries, I am vulnerable. I fear that I may be forced into a life that I don't want. I can recover if I'm given time, but perhaps I will be passed over for a horse without compromise. It is disheartening that my worth may be decided by my usability. Humans see as I was what I could do, not who I am. I now I fear that now I will be tolerated before I was celebrated. So I think that might be a common thing with horses that have had a career mm-hmm. per se, and then suddenly they're no longer usable in that way. Other horses, I'm sure, transition to a career or a purpose that's much less demanding, so their body won't be challenged so much. But right. for her, this was actually very her reading. It was like almost like a midlife crisis. It was very mm-hmm. interesting that mm-hmm. she didn't even know where she would fall now within her own life. So it was really interesting. But then there's another mayor, um, Dido, who talked a lot about reconciliation. And her human is very involved in her spiritual growth with the horses. She totally sees them as spiritual consorts. And mm-hmm. that horse talked a lot about reconciliation, about how that she did not get her dreams that she was so devastated in the beginning that her dreams never came to pass. And it took her a while to understand that in this lifetime, her dreams were not as important as her purpose. And so she had to understand, come to the understanding that her purpose would be what would actually save her from the devastation of losing her dreams. So, I mean, they're just like people. I mean, it's like, how do you handle Mm -hmm. it? It's really amazing Mm -hmm. how how similar we are within our own internal um, emotions as horse and human. Oh, yes. Yes. I I agree totally. Definitely. We're, We're all connected. It's like I said on other shows, too. We all breathe the same air. We're all under the same sky. We all connect together. And we are totally connected. I... One of my gildings, he he is he limps. I mean, he has a foot that gives him problems, but I have some boots that I put on him and can use him as a walk. And he's he's just a jewel. And I mean, he knows he has a forever home here. And uh, yeah, he may not be able to perform like he once did, but that's okay. He he seems very happy and he's content with what he's doing. And as long as he feels that way, I'm. He knows that I love him as much now as I did the day when he could run like he used to. It it doesn't matter to me because he is part of my he's part of my life. So whether he can 
run or whether he walks with a boot on, I, it's fine with me. Either way, I love him either way. So you just, <laughs> it's accepting them too. I think as humans, we need to accept them for what they are. They are so, he brings, like him, he brings so much into my life. He's a very loving horse. He kisses you every time you walk by him. And he, it's just, oh, it's just an awesome feeling. <laughs> I know. My gray mare got kicked in the hocks and she's no longer rideable. But I uh-huh. cannot even imagine rehoming her. Someone asked me recently, I had, uh, my bay mare had a situation and, um, Someone said, well, what's going to happen if you can't write her anymore? And it's like, I just gave him a blank look. (laughs) What do you mean what happened? We'll just do something else. We'll just do like we do now. We'll go on picnics and go out to lunch and go on walks. Um, I can't to rehome her. I I can't afford more than two horses. But to rehome her would just not even be within my repertoire of thinking. Exactly. Uh Uh-huh. I I can understand completely because I'm like that isn't even that isn't even something that crosses my mind. Where did somebody pull that out of? I I'm not thinking. Yeah. I don't even think yeah, about what that. Are you thinking? <laughs> exactly. What planet did you come from? <laughs> In what world do I get rid of a horse just because I can't write it anymore? <laughs> Unless exactly. I thought that the they would be happier somewhere else. I mean. It's all about the horse. Mm-hmm. Believe me, Chance not going to be happy passed over. So uh, right. either one of them, I would never. I mean, I have re- relationships with them. I can't imagine not having them right. at all. I, I I hear you completely. They're my they're my best friends. I mean, why would just because they maybe have some difficulties now, why wouldn't they still be my best friend? And I want to be with them. I mean, I'm like it it blows my mind. I'm like I can't I can't even go there. <laughs> so, I can hear you completely. Oh my goodness, Delaya, this interview has just absolutely sped by. This has been so much fun just chatting about all this. I've learned so much too through you with about the spirituality journey and everything you do. What um what are some tips that you would like to leave with our listeners from what we have talked about today? Well, if people are looking to have a deeper spiritual relationship with their horse, then there's a few things. There's something that I use a lot. It's called um, Between the Worlds. And I've actually got a bunch of videos that are going to be loaded onto my website sometime this week. I've had major technological difficulties. So the woman's actually fixing. She's working on it today. And I have some videos about this, but it's what I call between the worlds. And, you know, as horse and human, we are very different. We experience so many things, so incredibly different, even though we're both mammals. So what I try to do is meet between the world of horse and human, because in that space, I'm not as identified as a human. The horse is not as identified as a And between the worlds of horse and human, we can find more common ground. Um, when you just detach a little bit from from your physical, tangible experience with your horse, and you just kind of let it all slide and just kind of meet them between, in the esoteric, between their our physical bodies, it's amazing how you can shift how you relate to them and the information that you come up with and how that you can adapt a little more of their perspective, and I believe they adapt more of mine. I've had, I've experienced it over and over again. So that's mm-hmm. one way to 
know your horses deeper. Another thing that I do is um, I, my bay mare taught me this, um, <laughs> learn your agreements with your horse. And I do have classes on it, but just some quick things you can do if you want to find out what your agreements are with your horses, maybe do some automatic writing or some um, recessive handwriting, you know, asking your dominant hand, what is my agreement with my horse, and answer with your recessive hand. Uh, mm-hmm. What is our purpose together? Um, those are just some ways you can find, because knowing your agreements with your horse gives you a big point of reference to come back to. And what, only one of you may have an agreement. You both may have an agreement. Mm-hmm. And then another thing that I would encourage people to do is try to find what I call the equestrian namaste. How, when you're with your horse, I mean, sometimes we just hang with our horses as horse and human, and we enjoy the experience of being what we are enjoying, like I enjoy being around a horse that's a horse, but sometimes I want to be with it between the worlds so that we can connect. But mm-hmm. um, on the Equestrian Namaste, it's ways that I find to greet what's divine within, the divine within me greeting the divine within my horse. And that brings so much balance. So if the person can give some attention to that, how do you bypass all of your expectations, your fears, your egos, your demands, your assumptions and your questions and just recognize what is divine within your horse. I find that works really well if I'm riding and she's been upset about something and I can Mm -hmm. get fearful about that and I try to bypass all that fear of mine and her anxiety and just let all that happen externally but spiritually and intentionally I'm focused on what is divine within her and what is divine within me. And we know that we have we wish the best for each other. So those are some tips that people can use to kind of further and deepen their spirituality uh, with mm-hmm. their horse. Oh, oh, beautiful tips. I love them. Absolutely love them. And is the best way to connect with you through your website, is that the best way to connect? Absolutely. Okay. And that's your website is? True North Equestrians, it's com, and it's equestrians with an S. So truenorthequestrians.com. Perfect. And I also have a Facebook page, and the Instagram should be back up again today. Awesome. Awesome. Well, good. Well, we will post all your links below this podcast so our listeners can connect with you. And Delaya, I want to thank you so much for being on my Robust Lifestyle show, and I do hope you will return very soon in the near future. (laughs) Well, I'd love to. Thanks for having me, Joyce. You are so welcome. And I want to thank all of our listeners for tuning in to this awesome interview with our new amazing diva, Delaya Diana. And please share this show with all your family and friends. Check out all the hosts and their shows on divasatcare.com. Have a fantastic day. And remember what she said on one of your tips. Be divine within your horse. And be kind to all. Give your animals a hug and share your love with them. Until we connect again on Robust Lifestyles, stay strong and healthy. Thanks for listening. This show was brought to you by Divas That Care. Connect with us on Facebook, on Instagram, and of course on divasthatcare.com where you can subscribe to our newsletter so you don't miss a thing.